So through all of this, I have learned that my vocation would be to be a little more daring with my relationships. This is Sacred Works from The Branch. Throughout this series, we explore the meaning of vocation. Our story today is all about the power of discovering how you operate in the world and the connections that come from it. Hi, I'm Mindy Law, and I am a mother of three and a wife, and we live in Byron Center, Michigan. I am a physical therapist assistant. I work at a clinic in Granville, Michigan. My introduction to the Enneagram happened about four or five years ago. A friend of mine from North Carolina actually was starting her Enneagram journey and she, she started talking to me about what it was about and how it was helping her work through some uh, stuff in her own life and helping her become more self-aware of who she was and why she behaved the way that she does, but also finding strength in that too. And so she started talking to me about the various numbers of the Enneagram. And of course, as with everyone right away, you get intrigued and you want to find out, well, what number am I? So that's kind of what prompted my initial interest in the Enneagram. And then I got my hands on the book, The Road Back to You, and started just discovering it for myself. The Enneagram, it helps you explain a little bit more about how God has made you unique and how you respond to certain situations in your life. And it can also help you have more connections with other people who function similarly to you or very different from you. So we instantly just had this deeper connection with these good friends of ours through the Enneagram. Then about a year or two later, my husband and I started experiencing some health issues, which caught us off guard because people who know us, you know, we're both very active. We exercise a lot. We're really healthy. We eat well. We were just thrown off guard by some of the things we were experiencing that were pretty debilitating at times. For my husband, it was more just dealing with some anxiety things, and for me, it showed up in my upper back and neck pain. And as we, st as we started dealing more with this pain, we were realizing that it uh, was really related to where we fell in the Enneagram. While I didn't realize this right away, more I was just trying to tackle what I was gonna do with this pain because I just needed it to be fixed and go away as what everyone does when they are dealing with a lot of physical pain. I you know, did the normal thing, went to the doctor, started getting some physical therapy, which helped a little bit, but um, not completely. And then just really started down this rabbit hole of fixing this pain. <laughs> And it involved, you know, then going to a pain clinic and getting injections and MRIs and even the MRIs, nothing was really showing that there was anything that was really definitely wrong. You know, just a minor arthritis stuff. So I also started seeing an osteopath doctor who was actually helpful in reducing some of that. But at the same time, I started realizing that a lot of the things that I needed to do had to come from within and things I needed to take care of in my own life because of where I fall on the Enneagram. So going back to that, I am um, what's known as the peacemaker on the Enneagram. That's what nines are. What that means is nines avoid conflict at all cost. And so when there, when there is conflict, you know, we do everything we can to shove it under the rug and to avoid it. And a lot of times, I think when you are 
avoiding those issues, it can show up in other ways, which for me, I think was showing up in my, the physical pain I was having. It also became apparent to me that as a nine, we tend to be very self-forgetting and not doing the self-care that is required. Paying attention to what my body needs. At the time, I was working at a facility, a skilled nursing facility, that did require some physical work with the patients I was seeing, and I know that just the type of person I am, a lot of times I wasn't thinking about my own mechanics and my own positioning because I was always worried about the safety of the patients I was working with. And it was just a stressful location for me to work anyway. And I think that was just starting to take a toll on me emotionally and physically. So as I started realizing that my self-care was important and taking care of some of my own needs, I was also realizing that as a nine, just feelings in general tend to hide those under the rug, not want to talk about them, not want to bring them to the surface and address the real issues that are going on. And so this was becoming more and more apparent to me. And it's interesting when you start hearing from different avenues of your life, you hear consistent things that keep coming to light to you. It's like someone's trying to tell me something. So that happened with my second round of PT. I started seeing a PT who specialized in pain science. And our sessions were really felt more like therapy sessions. And he started talking about how our physical pain that we experience is a lot more than just muscles and nerves and joints, that a lot that can feed into that is also our emotions and our, our value systems. And when those things are off balance or feeling out of whack, the brain just has this way of learning those patterns and that pain just kind of becomes this, this go-to. Something else that this PT talked about was, you know, I don't always have to follow the rules of PT, of physical therapy. And what I mean by that is I was almost overly aware of how I need to be sitting, how I need to be standing, you know, a good posture all the time. And, and he was saying, you know, you need to not always follow the rules. And this was just actually good advice in life. <laughs> so realizing that I need to pay attention to myself and needs that I have so that my body doesn't take the toll of that. I also learned that balance is very important to me and making sure I'm not pushing those emotions to the side, that when there are things that are going on, I need to be able to talk about them. And certainly for Jason and I, we've discovered that's important too. Also practicing stillness for me is key. Doing more meditation and connecting more to my body and being present more with myself has been very important as part of this journey. I'll start with just like my workplace. I have certainly become more aware of just the needs of those around me and ways that I can even show love to my coworkers, even knowing that we um, can have differences and that conflict isn't necessarily a bad thing, that I can still have an opinion that might be different than someone's and that's okay. And I'm finding my voice more and more in the workplace, <clears throat> which can be challenging at times, but I'm learning that uh, my opinion does count. So paying attention to uh, my patients, listening to them, and also being able to incorporate some of those things that the pain physical therapist taught me about paying attention to 
ourselves and especially patients who deal with more chronic pain, maybe teaching them how to um, connect more with their bodies, just like I needed to do. In my marriage, this has been very helpful for both Jason and I to go a little deeper with one another and not just surfacing and going through the motions all the time. We've been able to just have some deeper conversations and that hasn't just been with one another, that's also been with other couples in our life. With our kids, we've been trying to do the same thing, you know, just giving them a safe space where, you know, we're asking a little more pointed questions about what's really going on in school and the kids that they're hanging out with, trying to get them to, again, you know, not think that emotions are a bad thing or that that your opinions don't count. And also, how can we love those who might be different from us and be more attentive to others' needs? And it doesn't need to be huge things, you know, even just little small random acts of kindness. One thing that for my husband and I has been really important is just making connections with our neighbors. This doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the people you actually live around, but for us we actually have a pretty deep connection to the neighbors right in our where we live. So, we've been very intentional about creating space, obviously not during COVID, but <laughs> opening up our home to uh, gather couples and families together and really being intentional about sharing life together and even talking about some of the more harder things to talk about because there's something that happens when we are vulnerable with one another. There can be a lot of strength in that and it can really help those connections go deeper because really I think that's what a lot of people are craving, especially now with COVID, you know, they're just craving these deeper connections. And when we do that, you know, we it allows us just to love one another more. Like I was going back to with my kids, you know, just be more aware of how we can be a force of love out there because that is really what the world is needing, especially right now. <laughs> the Enneagram was really just the start of a lot of things. One thing I think that the Enneagram has allowed me to do is just pay more attention to some of the promptings that I feel like God is speaking to me. And when those promptings are kind of brought to mind, to not ignore them. And maybe these promptings are just certain people that I maybe haven't reached out to in a while. So my own self-awareness has certainly made me be more attentive of other people around me that I need to be reaching out to. I've been listening to and reading, you know, from several people who have kind of encouraged me to, you know, now take the self-awareness and to use that to be more of this a positive force in the world. And certainly I've learned that if if I'm not taking care of myself, and if I am not giving that self-love and compassion to myself that I need, that it's harder to take care of other people. So that's been part of it too. In addition to the Enneagram, my vision of God has gotten a lot bigger. <clears throat> There's been some other voices that I've been listening to. Richard Rohr would be one of them, Brene Brown, Jen Hatmaker, Krista Blay, <laughs> that have been just making my, my idea of God and just a lot, like I said, a lot bigger. I'm looking at the world with just different eyes right now, and that's been a good thing. But at the same time, I think it starts at a much smaller level with just myself. And like I said, I, those little promptings that I get, I think that's just one small step, something small that I can do to be a light to someone else who, you know, is probably seeking companionship or, or not in a good place. I've learned that 
it's worth it to show a little vulnerability in our relationships. Being bold and taking risk, even developing relationships that may not make you feel comfortable. I mean, it can go both ways. I think I have learned that with the people I am comfortable with, it's important to develop those relationships and go a little deeper. Like I said, kind of break down those walls, those barriers, learn more about what's you know really going on. So I have a couple of examples of just some relationships that have helped me see more of who I am. One in particular is with a transgender individual. It was really helpful to me to be a part of hearing his journey through that. And going back to the thing about following the rules, here's someone who really was not, was not following the rules as society would say. And it's very unfortunate for him and his partner as they were trying to find a place where they could just love God, worship God in a church and they were repeatedly getting turned away or feeling like they didn't belong and finding a lot of shame in that. And so I developed this relationship with this individual and you know, you really start to develop empathy and more understanding, not just for this particular person, but just for that community as a whole. And it really just made me sad. It made me sad that they felt like they didn't have a place where they could just be who they wanted to be and be able to love God and worship just like you and I. So thankfully, I was able to tell them about this wonderful place called The Branch, where I know that the people there are very accepting and open, and I know that they've developed some solid relationships here. Then also, my husband and I became friends with uh, a couple in our neighborhood that is from Spain. And while initially there were some language differences and cultural differences, and even religious background differences, we really developed this connection with them. And it's become apparent over even the past few months that they are really seeking, you know, companionship. And we've been able to, again, kind of break down some of those walls, even though it's not necessarily a relationship that's always feels comfortable. We've really um, gotten to know them and yeah, lean into each other, especially during COVID. <laughs> Going back to Richard Rohr, one quote that he has used that is just seems to, it just speaks loudly to me. He says that when you welcome your own pain, you will feel the pain of the world. And this has really summed up my experience just with the Enneagram and just some of the things I've been learning over the past couple years that now that I just have more of this self-awareness, it's just given me new eyes to see places in the world where I can show love and, and kindness and hopefully pass that on to others. Certainly my own awareness of my pain really alerted me to areas of my life where, that I needed to be more aware of. I think Roar's quote is meaning just, you know, emotional pain that people are experiencing. It doesn't just have to show up as that, right? But I think that when you have the ability to grow more in your own self journey, you are more equipped to pay more attention and be more aware of the needs of those around you. And that has, for me has happened in, in my workplace with the patients I work with. You know, I listen to people talk about their pain all day long. So uh, taking that on, but then also equipping them to be able to, you know, do movement patterns and things to help them move away from that pain, just like I had to learn. But then certainly in the relationships that I'm in and hopefully more that will, that are to come. Again, I think being bold in those relationships, 
being willing to break down those barriers and really be open with one another. And then in turn, you know, like I said, hopefully this would, you know, by allowing those those promptings and those types of things that come to mind, it gives me a way to share that with others around me. Through all of this, I have learned that my vocation would be to be a little more daring with my relationships. This would include hopefully opportunities to diversify my relationships down the road, not stick within my little bubble. I don't know exactly what that'll look like, but I'm hoping there will be more opportunity for that. And then also even going deeper with the current relationships that I have. You've been listening to Sacred Works from The Branch. Make sure to subscribe and learn more by visiting our website, sacredworks.net.